This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is BFM 89.9. It is 6 o'clock in the morning, tepat tepat 28th of April 2022. I'm Kuzo Chong uh, and I'm in front of two very attractive young Chinese ladies. Good morning, Wong Shanek and Tan Chen Li. How are, the, how are you? Very good. I do believe it's been a while since we it are has in, been in physically ages. in the room together, Chuang. I can feel the vibes reverberating off Can your, you? Is it yeah. like a mini earthquake? Did you feel the earth move? It was, uh, in your presence? I think it was 7.2. Or is it fear? 7, 7, <laughs> no, no fear. Just no trepida- fear. Trepidation. A bit, a bit of trepidation. Okay, a bit of your, anxiety. Keeping you on your toes. Yeah, good, good. Anxiety is always good. 7.25 on the Richter scale. But in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> and me here just watching the both of you. <laughs> it's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but as usual, we always have a pretty packed show this morning, right? Uh, at 7.15, we're going to bring you the lowdown on the past leaks. Uh, the controversial document allegedly showing a plot to topple AMNO and Barisan National and what this says about Malaysian politics. Political expert Dr. Asmi Hassan joins us for this very interesting conversation. Oh my God. It's like WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> Panama Papers level yeah. kind of uh, disclosures. We'll find out. And 7.30? And 7.30, we'll be talking to Gary Ng from Netisix about China. As we know, investors are fleeing China as the economic outlook turns gloomy amid a worsening pandemic. So we want to talk to him and find out what are the options for PBOC to respond to the situation. Okay, then quarter to eight, we talk to Health Minister Kari Jamaluddin. No, we don't. We wish we did. We would love to have him on air as much as possible. Well, KJ, you're no, always welcome no, 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 on you, the morning you, run. You, you've got to let me finish my sentence. Health Minister Kari Jamaluddin's comments yesterday... Ah. Okay, but Which... yes, he is still welcome. <laughs> He's still welcome. Come on, KJ, get your act together, man. We're waiting for you online uh, on radio. But anyway, your your comments yesterday about the relaxed COVID nineteen guidelines. We will get a reaction from Dr. Ku Yankian on your comments. Thank you, Wong Shouting. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more today. BFM eighty nine point nine. Good morning. This is BFM eighty nine point nine. Pulp with a title that does not describe the three people in this room. Common people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have some common common habits. We've got common interests. Yes, yes. common yes. friends maybe. Yeah, um, true. But common people maybe. Maybe not so much because who gets up at four in the morning to come to work? Absolutely <laughs> insane. Upside down on their T-Rex. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. moving swiftly along, uh, a story from the BBC.com uh, work life section, yes. which describes a story that can only be have been chosen by you, Tan Chen Li. <laughs> yes, and I want to start it off by asking you guys a question. If I were to say that I'm, I want to introduce a friend to you, and she lives in a small town, works as a data analyst for an insurance agency, and her favorite person is watching tab- television. I think she would be fascinating to talk to. <laughs> You're saying the opposite, right? I knew it knowing you. <laughs> yeah, so you think that way, right? And But the, so this is the topic of the day. We are, uh, well, boredom is the thing that we talk about over here in this article uh, that you uh, mentioned, BBC article. Um, so when we talk, why, why do we view a certain percep- uh, a profession as boring the moment we hear it? We haven't even met that person. Because we are full of stereotypes. Yes. And we are full of preconceived notions and full of biasness, which is all due to our socialization, unfortunately, education, and sometimes experience all thrown in. And in many cases, like mine, a lack of the above. (laughs) Lack of the above. (laughs) And it's. I want to state um, up front, I'm guilty of it, and it's not a good thing. It is not a good thing to have certain biasness or stereotype preconceived notions about other people. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, they can be boring, but at least, at least, you should always be engaged with another human being if they're spending time with you. Can I just say, some of the most superficially, at least, boring people tend to have some pretty Interesting, extreme right? yeah. Um, yeah. habits that are not 
commonly known to the outside world. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? For so example, for, for like ex- you, is it strong? You seem no, so no, no, outgoing, no, no. but, but actually, you're, you're actually very square. So for, for <laughs> is example, that what you're saying? I am actually. Uh, and for example, like, say, let's just say, lah, at risk of being vilified by the general public and right? and let's avoiding say, any generalization, which we unfortunately are which doing we, now. Which I will embark on in one <laughs> second. Let's just say Japanese people, right? Mm. They seem to be very nice people, very you know, really boring people. But no, I wouldn't say they're boring. They're very well, no, no, polite. You know, they, 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 they do the ninety-five thing. They put on a suit and tie. They go to work. They come back at you know ten thirty in the morning, roaring drunk. Not not necessarily, yeah. and, and but they've got some. <laughs> they could have some pretty extreme. Um, Pursuits, let's just say, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which may not be known to everybody. But, so it, it is that nugget of conversation which might be interesting. Yeah, so what we want to talk about here is why do we have stereotypes against boring or boredom? So Yeah, let's stay on boredom. Let's just be yes, stay let's on safe ground. Boredom, which is what the article really is about in a way. Of course, we have stereotypes and all that. And But why do we stereotype boredom? And why is boredom such a negative thing to us? So it seems like there's some, some research that's being highlighted in the article that uh, apparently if you put someone in a room that has no mobile phone, no devices, but a, a small electric shock uh, device that once you press, it will shock you and 18 out of the 42 participants actually will decide to take that device and shock themselves just because they want to create some kind of other uh, stimulus. <laughs> other stimulus. Than the fact that they could be masochists. <laughs> <laughs> they just like pain. So in, in the same room, if there was therefore a, uh, a leather whip and a, uh, a mask, would, would, would they put it on as well maybe? I suppose <laughs> they would because, you know, they just want to break up the boredom rather than just sitting there and not doing anything but and one, not having one interaction. Man's idea of boredom is different exactly. from another. Right? So, for example, if three of us were in, a, in an empty room, okay, yeah. and I started talking about uh, football, you'd say boring, right? Do you know what I mean? Not right? the most exciting unless yeah, we, unless we get into how much they're paid, then it gets a bit more interesting. Well, but what is the oh, or how much Chelsea will be sold for and to whom? I might be interested in those topics. But what if the three <laughs> people don't know each other and you have nothing in common? You're meeting the first time, you don't know what you have in common. Well, I, I think that's why the second part of the article is interesting because you know we can't change people's preconceived notions about certain professions, certain behaviour. So the second part of the article is, I think, the advice. And the advice is how to be interesting. Mm. (laughs) So they cite the fact that you, you might be a data analyst and then when you tell someone I'm a data analyst, people go... And you know know that data analysts get paid a lot of money. They do, right? Exactly. So you've got to kind of put a spin on the data analyst job that mm. you do whether do you it's because you, you kind of like you know from there we can find out your behavior you, you, make, it, you, you make it when sexy was, and when interesting I was, yeah. when I was sieving through these reams of data for my telco analyst job guess what I saw guess yeah. who phone called yeah. so exactly. and so at four in the morning yeah. and I'm just just between you and me right um, this is what happened yeah yeah so <laughs> exactly yeah. that so everything which might seem mundane can be made interesting if you put a spin on it. That's why PR yeah. exists. Yeah. 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 So for example, if you say I'm a data analyst versus I'm a data analyst say for SpaceX, people will be like, oh, right, right. more interesting. And guess what Elon does at 2 in the morning other than tweets insane things? <laughs> so guess the, what? The point is here, no one is boring, but maybe we can all be slightly more interesting. And why should you be more interesting? I think that's the more important Well, question. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to learn how to engage with other people. No, because you got to stand out. Yeah. In, in it's a, a very very competitive world. Yes, exactly. And this art of conversation is something that some people are naturally born with, but for a lot of us, we have to learn. 
Yeah, and it's not just also to uh, make ourselves interesting and all that, but it's also part of your communication with people around you, right? You don't want to just, you know, sit at the corner all the time mm. and not having anyone to interact with. But, but I think we also must admit we should not always be judgmental. We should always allow people some space to introduce themselves and also have an acceptance that there are different ways in which people communicate. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. So for people who are a member of the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band or um, trying to look for a job in the outside world, you must be more interesting and uh, be seen and heard as well. Mm-hmm. 6.15, 6.14 in the morning. We'll come back after this uh, with more BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, 18 minutes past 6 with me, Ku Su Chuang, and uh, Wong Xiaoning, two laughing individuals, uh, and Tan Chen Li. Yeah, right. because I just remarked that uh, you look a little bit like that footballer, but I think I said his name. Neymar, yeah. but uh, you pronounced it like how Patrick Teo would uh, pronounce yeah, it, which is yeah. N-I-A Let, instead. Let's not go there. But, <laughs> but it does look rather cool. I do like you with that salt and pepper look. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, I tried to be like George Clooney, but failed miserably. <laughs> I don't even think you can hold yeah. a candle to him. But anyway, moving Cannot. on. Moving on, Pixar, uh, yeah, so, formerly of Steve Jobs fame, Yeah. Uh, a, a robot and an instruction on life. Yeah, so I'm referring to an article from Bloomberg that talks about how Wally, the movie uh, that was in 2008, uh, predicted the future. Which is there's a few similarities in the movie if you if some of you recall because it's been so long. Do you dare admit it, Trump? <laughs> Do you dare, have you watched this? I fell asleep after 20 minutes now because it's one of those uh, no sound soundless. There's Silence. sound. Is that? No, he doesn't just... say anything, right? Yeah, yeah, the robot yeah, doesn't yeah, say anything. Yeah, yeah. No, he he, just... he no. said Wally. <laughs> yeah, okay. His, his vocabulary was limited to two words. Yeah, maybe went to Yeah, maybe went to Malaysian uh, government school. <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking, just joking. Anyway, coming back to my article. So it talks a lot of... There's a lot of things that they predicted actually in the article that's like climate change that is caused by rampant over-consumption, which is why Wally was left on Earth to clean up all the mess. If you, if you think about it, the last two years, uh, we have like a lot of, because of the pandemic, right? So a lot of people stay at home and in well, just because maybe out of boredom or something, the consumption actually increased, especially over e-commerce. So I think people like Amazon and all that has actually uh, done quite well. And of course, uh, the article also made resemblance to Amazon. Uh, on top of that, there's also Zoom calls. If you remember some of those, the people, the citizens that's actually been uh, living on the spaceship, um, instead of talking to each other, they actually resorted to talking to each other over Zoom. Or some sort, of, or something like a Zoom, so which is also pretty interesting because it, it's uh, something that we are already doing here, and we have the launch of Metaverse, which is also similar to what uh, is depicted in the movie, and also obesity. I think people are getting <laughs> bigger, bigger and bigger, especially after the uh, two years of pandemic, um, where <laughs> I think a lot of people are not Wong Shaoning though. <laughs> She's been uh, very, uh, let's Working just say, very hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rather than, or she's, she's going inwards rather than outwards. No, no, but this know, article so. is quite clever. No, no, because, I mean, yeah. no, no, art, art imitates life, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and whatever imitates life and makes us, you know, in a way... I mean, um, we can look at the George Orwell book, right? That is 1984. Also, that is also another classic example of something being predictive. And that was even written, what, how many years ago? Even further back in time? In the... F- 50s, I yeah. think, in the late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of scary when you think about it, about governments controlling I everything that we are doing. I think that is more predictive doing. of the future than, say, because Wally was, you know, was... was 
well, produced at the time when there was already climate change, when there was already mass consumption, there was already a lot of pollution uh, yeah, and it was changing weather in, patterns. Exactly, it was written in 1949. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And in 1949, I don't think anyone imagined the concept right? that was just of fantasies totalitarianism, at the time. right? That governments would be watching every single thing that we do, com- uh, companies will be monitoring us. It's a, it's a kind of like a dystopian world that we kind of have moved into. Yeah. Wally has a different aspect that's more in terms of the environment, the individual, how... Yeah. Yeah, but and, I, and I'm, I'm not so surprised yeah, by Wally. Yeah, Wally is more contemporaneous because it tells the current situation. Not just that, it also shows you the, shows you the future of Which we what, could already tell. I think, yeah, so what I... What could I, have been correct. to Earth if you yeah. continue with the lifestyle to start that we, we have right now with the consumption and the uh, inactivity, you know, it will bring you to that stage Stage that's uh, that's being depicted in the movie. So I think it's more like telling you what you could be or what Earth can be if we continue with our habits right now. Oh my goodness! So if you put Wally together with uh, 1984, right? Oh, very uh, grim world. <laughs> it would be a rather grim world, right? The combination itself is almost rather scary. Yeah. Very scary. It's not yeah. rather scary. It's so, very so, scary. So I think that the Hollywood scriptwriters, and let's not leave out Bollywood here either, right? Mm-hmm. But let's just say for Hollywood, for example, right? Some of the scriptwriters are amazing because they're able to produces scripts which are not just attractive and entertaining to watch for people but also to tell the future, right? So, for example, the current crop of new movies, one of them is Free Guy. Have you seen Free Guy? Ryan Reynolds, no. right? It's about the metaverse. Very, very good, right? Uncharted also, very, very good. But they also tell the future and I think that's what art does really, really well. It okay. imitates life and, and casts it forward. Yeah, but okay, so if we look at all these examples of well-done script writing or even novels, so 1984, Wally, and what you said, what's the show called? Free, uh, Free, Free Guy. Guy. Yeah, Free Guy. Guy, yeah. What are the lessons then we should learn? Or is this where whereby we just accept oh, the future is going to be bleak, you know, governments are going to be watching us, there's going to be mass surveillance, we're just going to get fatter, the, you know, we're going to pollute the earth, the sea, uh, there's not much hope for us. Do we really take that tech or do we look at these movies and say, okay, we know the lessons, how are we, about, how are we going to change things? I think the movies are quite, quite effective in being subliminal, um, catalyst for, for change like music as well mm. and I think they don't affect the current generation i.e. people like me uh, but they do affect the younger people because they're more receptive to change and when when the younger generation look at and listen to mo- watch movies and listen to music it's, it's very subtle and very subliminal in their consciousness and then they affect change I think there, there are greater forces at play here so we have to rely on the next generation to help no, change no, no, the world no 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 uh, we have to take those steps exactly, now we yeah. have to be yeah. more mindful of of the consequences of our actions today that mm. have an impact on the future. But I think these movies remind us of what happens if we do absolutely nothing. Yes. And we are not even aware of it in the first place. Correct. So I think all these books, movies, music, in terms of pushing the agenda forward, almost at that period in time, almost sounding revolutionary, aren't that revolutionary no, not at that revolutionary, all. yeah. And I think that even people of my generation and older mm. should also be more receptive to change. As they say, you cannot teach an old dog new tricks, but actually you can. On that note, uh, 6.25, we'll come back after this with some news, but before that, Space Cowboy with Steve Miliband. Uh, by Steve Miliband, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, 6.40 in the morning. That was Michael Hutchins of In Excess with Don't Change. Well, change, but only for the better. I'm Chuang with uh, Tan wow, Chen Li and uh, such Wong. wisdom profound, in the morning. Right? So yeah, profound, profound, so early profound. in the morning. Uh. Yeah. <laughs>
that's my best um, Kenneth Sang, who did pass away actually yesterday. 86 years old. The, the actor, he actually passed away, I think, in a... Quarantine hotel. Quarantine hotel, yeah. yeah. My condolences to all his uh, brethren and relatives. Anyway, so it's time for the international news. And I'm going to start um, with a story from, from, from Southern California because we've seen a lot of um, floods the last few days. And I want to re- remind people that water is not necessarily as abundant all over the world. So Southern California... The, 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 the water supply on Tuesday asked 6 million people in Southern California, SoCal, to limit their water usage, outdoor watering, to one day a week because there's a drought going on in Southern California. So, yeah, to all those people who think that water is endless and infinite in supply, it's not. We must take care of our natural resources. Actually, it's the case even in Australia. Yeah, yeah, parts, many places. Um, yeah, yeah. Parts of Australia suffer drought and low rainfall. I mean, this is all due to climate change, right? This is, of course, due to La Nina... But it's creating extreme weather uh, weather patterns, like even here in Malaysia. So you go from floods to extreme dry extreme periods, and, yeah. and then sometimes you have firestorms. All these things, unfortunately, are, are things that we have to live with, you know. Yeah, time to buy that Hilux truck, actually, I think. <laughs> Time for us to look at how we live our lives and adjust accordingly. Yeah. Declutter, yeah. Go, go simple, don't buy any fancy you know, cars, f- don't buy any Porsches, you know. But, and I uh, think it, like the COP26, our Paris, Paris climate change, where we're supposed to bring down uh, increase in temperature by 1.5%, that is something we have to work for. Yeah. And yes, um, coming to the, the what's dominating the, the headline on Bloomberg is Russia. So as we know yesterday, I think we covered this a little bit also, um, four European gas buyers actually made ruble payments to uh, Russia. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of confusion amongst the uh, several nations in within EU. Um, as per what exactly, is this something that we should be doing or not? Because just because Russia's demand for, to pay for rubles, are, we, are they supposed to, to heed to that demand? And I think the uh, Requirement is pretty uh, well standard actually. You need to open two accounts, one in foreign currency and one in ruble, so that they could make the forex conversion but for them. But didn't Bulgaria and Poland say no? Nope, we're not going to do that. That's when. why they got well, cut off. Well, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all noise. Because make no mistake, the de-dollarization has begun. And um, you think so? I yeah, is, yeah. Look, I, mean, I hear when, you. When, when, I when hear Joe you about Biden, this all the time. When, but when, I, this is where I disagree with you, Trump, because I don't think that that's going to happen so easily. Can I just say I saw a statistic yesterday because mm. I was. Doing some research, right? The use of dollar, the use of the US dollar has tumbled from about 72% of global currency usage in the last 15 years to its all-time record low for 59%. And I saw this yesterday. I can't remember where. Can't cite the source, right? But so no, at no other time you, in it's history... It's research which you can't cite the source. Okay, never mind. I will, I will, I will do never the check mind. and I'll come back up. So Let's see how credible that piece of information is. But the is. use of dollar has decreased and we know that. Yeah, for sure. I, I would imagine that to continue, but I don't think it's going to lose its dominance because no other currency is as easily exchangeable Correct. or as frequently traded. But if you are a student of history, which I'm sure you have been at some point in time, you will notice that global reserve currencies have ebbed and flowed in the last 500 years. Yes, for sure. I use 500 years because 500 years ago, it was the Dutch um, guilda, right? Yeah. And then they were then supplanted by the British pound sterling, yes. right? And then now, since 1945... But it's a reflection of who's in charge correct. in terms of who's the world's top economy, right? Correct. And so that for transition sure you're going to... has... has is happening before our very eyes. I agree, but I don't think it's going to lose its dominance. Probably not not yet. Not, 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 not in the immediate so term. Soon. Now, let's, right. let's quickly talk about one piece of news which we followed earlier last year, and that is Bill Huang 
Remember him? He of Archegos Capital, which caused stock markets to kind of do a bit of a mini yeah. crash, yeah. caused Nomura to lose yes. tons of money. Um, he has been charged with racketeering, fraud and market manipulation. But he didn't stay in jail because he put up the bail of $100 million. And Dr. Evil's little fingers right next to his chin now. $100 million in bail. And you know what he told the judge? He said he lost his passport. Go figure. <laughs> convenient, very, very con- right? So, Bill, are very convenient for you. Uh. But I wonder what's going to happen <laughs> to the outcome because it's in the early days of the trial, right? What will it reveal? That the that the hedge fund industry needs a revamp? The that one, the bankers that lend this kind of money need a revamp? Do the one percenters ever go to jail? Sometimes they do. We hope they do here, anyway, in this country. Well, for those well, who have found guilty, we hope one day. Well, made of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, coming back to Southeast Asia, uh, we, coming in the headline, I'm looking at New Straits Times here on page 27. Uh, Aung San Suu Kyi has been jailed for five years uh, because, well, if, if we remember this, um, she had there was accusation of hers accepting a bribe of six hundred thousand US dollars in cash wow. and gold bars. Uh, whether that's whether true that's or not, true, yeah. nobody knows. But she will be under house arrest again. Wow, interesting, interesting. 6.46 in the morning, I've been given a twirling finger. We'll come back after this, this time with local news, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, Paul McCartney with Pipes of Peace. Time to look at the local news and Atan, what's on the uh, docket this can morning? Can you stop calling people that? <laughs> well, I call you Wong, I can call her Atan, No, right? please, we have proper names. Chen Tan Chen Li, what's on the docket this morning? Thanks, thanks for <laughs> properly pronouncing my name. So this is on New Straits Times page 3, uh, that talks about micro-mobility vehicles, the ban of it, actually. Uh, this is, Actually, I've seen this on the headlines or, um, or in the newspaper a few days already. So there is a ban on e-scooters, mopeds, and, 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 and uh, similar vehicles, or so-called uh, vehicles, I guess. There's a ban on it on normal public road because, you know, technically it's dangerous. And I think we have seen a few of those Grab yeah, drivers. Yeah, Beam, Beam is a local company that provides it, and you can see tons of them all being scattered all over town. Yeah, but if you see it, it on doesn't a, mean an end of that. Because um, they are using public no, roads, they, they right? they should be regulated. Because, yeah, you do get tend to see the riders being on helter-skelter all throughout the place. Yeah, you can use it at like parks or private areas, but not on roads together with cars. So that's the what the ban is about. But which, you know, I think it is uh, It should be regulated. Yeah, so maybe, because otherwise, yeah. you, you see a lot of people yeah, actually yeah. You know, going side by side with the cars and very near to them. It's actually not really safe. Yeah, a bit danger mouse. Lah. Yeah, mm. but um, it should be regulated. There's yeah. also issues because they use batteries, right? And some of the batteries that they use come from China and I've been told uh, because they use a lot of them in Penang some of them actually catch fire allegedly um, yeah in the heat yeah, allegedly 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 <coughs> okay I'm looking at uh, more serious news coming out of Malaysia Kini and it's actually our Swaram uh, today um, they're actually sorry yesterday they launched their annual human rights report for 2021 and sadly they are documenting a deterioration in civil and political rights amidst the COVID-19 pandemic Wow. Well, that's hardly surprising, right? Because it just, yeah, the pandemic disenfranchises, it, it, it amplifies what was already wrong with the system. And, you know, and people, are, it's a bit of a free for all, isn't it? Yeah. So Swaram, executive director, he said that the right to a fair trial continued to be abused throughout last year with 391 cases of detention without trial recorded under three laws and the pandemic and movement restrictions did not diminish the use of the laws. Instead, it provided a rationale for the government to continue manipulating these laws on the grounds of crime prevention. 
particularly during the pandemic. Wow. And these are their findings. I wonder what's going to change as a result of those findings. And we have no Swaram Commissioner at the moment either. Okay, okay. Well, let's see whether change happens in Malaysia. Yeah, we can only pray. And then Gerald Joseph, who's the outgoing Swaram Commissioner, has said that describes his tenure as painful. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Says a lot about our human rights environment like, in Malaysia. Yeah. Mm. Pulling teeth maybe have been uh, even uh, less painful. Um, page three of the HCEO brief I've got in front of me. Um, well, Kairi Jamuluddin's announcement yesterday. Um, now, uh, I, th- I think un- unless you're indoors in an aircon place, for example, you don't have to wear masks everywhere now, uh, which is you know mixed feelings, but hmm. it's part of the move to endemicity. Yeah, and I think it's also part of you enforcing your own SOPs and doing what's comfortable. Yes. Guess what it's going to be allowed to, and this is in page one of the star, the front page. Something that we haven't done in ages. Criticising the judiciary? Uh, Well, no, that should not always be encouraged, actually. No, the one thing that we are allowed to do is give each other handshakes. Remember that. No more fist bumps. You can, but please advise. Please practice good hand hygiene. Like that also, they want to regulate that. It's very personal things, isn't it? I do the elbow bump. Oh, you do the, you know, the knuckle bump? The fist fist bump. Yeah, the fist bump. I'll just nod my head. Uh, Um, You don't have to check in anymore, which is a good thing. By the way, by the way, all these rules start only on the 1st of May. They don't start as of today. So let's clarify this for clearly. Okay, three days time. And of course, nightclubs can finally open their doors. Are you serious? That's good. That's good. 15th of May. 15th of May. So for those who, who miss the, what do you call it? House music, the beats, you finally can go back. And for the poor, uh, the nightclubs operators, they can finally see some uh, finally, income streams. Finally, yeah. finally, finally. Um, okay, you did else? bring up the judiciary earlier on, Chuang, yes. and I want to build on that because there's an article in the Vibes uh, where they quote the uh, Chief Justice and she has said that recent criticisms of judiciary have gone overboard because these comments must not undermine public confidence in courts. Yes, I mean... And, and she's not saying that the judges are not subjected to public criticism and not accountable. She's saying yes, but it's a question of whether these accusations are unsubstantiated in the first place. Yes, only within the realms of the law. And this is basically free speech, right? Mm-hmm. And basically in a, in a functioning and, and successful democracy, one must have free speech. As you know, Elon Musk envisages for Twitter, it's, and he defines free speech as someone that you don't like saying things that you don't like, but being allowed to say them nonetheless. Yeah, so whatever is said and done, I mean, judges are subject to scrutiny and this is the reason why they write judgments so that they can be read, analysed, discussed and debated and this is according to our CJ. But come what may, the the courts need to be seen strong and resilient and steadfast in upholding the rule of law. So i.e. no political inf- interference. Yep, let's hope for that. Okay, 6.55 in the morning, we'll come back after this with the news but before that, Electric Light Orchestra with Don't Bring Me Down, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.